I'm Ashley Smith Thomas, a millennial talking about freedom and national security for America. I'm the founder of Freedoms Fund USA, a nonprofit to protect freedom and national security. I am a speaker, advocate, and thought leader. I spent 2016 saving Christians targeted by ISIS in the Middle East. This was truly an eye-opening and life-changing experience as I watched and learned from my fellow Christians who longed for freedom. It was that experience that became the inspiration to start this show. In this show, come with me as I interview experts about key freedom issues in America and how we can protect freedom. Because if we lose our freedom, how can we bring freedom to the whole world? Let's take action together and let freedom ring. Welcome. My name is Ashley Smith Thomas, and I am the host of Freedom Talks. The purpose of this show, as many of you know, is to educate fellow Americans on key freedom and national security issues. I like to bring on subject matter experts to come onto the program to inform us, but more importantly, to give us a call to action. I mean, we can take in all this information, right? But then what do we do with it? So that is why I like to have our guests give us a call to action so that we can be the change, so that we can make the difference. As some of you uh, probably know, a lot has been going on in my world lately with just everything of trying to fight for medical freedom, especially with what happened to my dad in February. We'll be having some episodes on that here coming shortly, Um, but just everything that's going on. Also been traveling the great state of Texas, speaking at various clubs and groups, teaching fellow Texans on the importance of national security, let alone the threat that the Chinese Communist Party poses toward the United States and how they're influencing America. So it has been an honor to be able to do that. And so therefore, I've taken a break from filming Freedom Talks, but I'm back now and I'm looking so forward to introducing you to our guest today. Um, One of the things that I hear quite often when I'm speaking is that a lot of your older generation is amazed that someone my age as a millennial being able to talk about freedom and national security, and it gives them hope for the future. So what I have done is I've been looking for fellow young millennials and Gen Zs who are passionate about protecting America, who are passionate about freedom, and what are they doing about it? So that way you can have hope that yes, there is a generation rising in our nation who is passionate about protecting America, her traditions, values, and heritage. And it is with great honor for me to introduce you to our next guest, Caroline Smith. Caroline is 16 years old and a proud American who's passionate about protecting freedom. She hosts a conservative show called The Patriot Talk, where she commentates on how our nation's uh, most pressing issues. She talks about our nation's uh, freedoms, and she interviews some of our most prominent political leaders. She has commentated on networks such as Newsmax, Real America's Voice, and One America News Network, which is OAN, and recently met with President Trump. Caroline is a Turning Point USA ambassador and is a powerful voice within this next generation. She is strong in her faith, putting God first in all she does, and is not afraid to speak truth. Caroline, thank you for joining me today. 
that's such a sweet introduction, but thank you so much, Miss Ashley, for having me on. I could not be more excited and more honored to join you. I've looked up to you for a very long time, so thank you so much for inviting me on. Absolutely, and you're just so sweet, and I'm so excited for those who watch Freedom Talks to get to know you, to follow you, and hear about the amazing work that you are doing. Um, I've just been so impressed by watching you on Instagram, the work that you're doing for 16 years old. I mean, I've watched you when you were 15, now 16, and the fact that you are so bold, not only in your faith, but in speaking truth. And it reminds me of this scripture where it says that the righteous are bold as a lion, What made you become so bold in your faith and in your defense of freedom? Well, I'm going to be honest. I like never wanted to be in politics at all. I never spoke up about politics. I mean, I come from a background of conservatives. You know, my dad, he's always been a big conservative and everything, but it wasn't until my freedom was under attack that I started valuing it and I started realizing I had to fight for it. My granddad, he pastors a small church here in Alabama. And back in 2020, my governor, who's a Republican, Governor Ivy, shut down our churches because of the pandemic. And I had never in my life experienced my freedom being under attack like it was right then, especially my religious freedom. I mean, that was that was the end of the line for me. And I was like, I have to speak up or I'll lose my freedom. And that's when, you know, God kind of gave me a bold heart for it. He's like, hey, you're going to have to speak up because no one else is. So I was like, "Okay, here we are. That is amazing. I think, you know, when you look at what happened in 2020, it just forever changed not only the world, right, but it changed the United States and how we move forward. And, you know, back in 2016, I worked on a project where we were rescuing persecuted Christians that were targeted by ISIS. And one of the things that they had longed for was that they wanted to come to America because they wanted to freely practice their faith without fear of retribution. And so America has always prized itself in its defense of religious freedom. And I could not believe that we saw our religious freedom, our religious right, our First Amendment right under attack during the pandemic. What, how did that make you feel to see that? I mean, that just was a shocker, I think, for a lot of people. But how did that make you feel when you saw our religious freedom under attack? I mean, I was just, I was absolutely appalled. Honestly, I was disgusted. I was like, this is my most basic freedom. And my governor thinks she can take it away from me. Like, that's not right at all. Our constitution, like you just said, our first amendment already protects our religious liberty. No political leader for any reason can take that away from us. So I was very, very upset. So with your show, I know that you've had amazing speakers come on your program. And during the pandemic, we saw a gentleman who was going around leading worship rallies as a form of protesting of the lockdowns. And he was so amazing to watch, Sean Foy. And it was amazing to see how people were actually showing up to pray and to worship God. What was that like interviewing him? And what can you share with us what he shared about those experiences? Of course. I'm so glad that you asked that. I've interviewed so many people, but I have to say he has been my absolute favorite. I have looked up to Mr. Sean for such a long time. Um, You know, like you said, even back in 2020, he was hosting Let Us Worship Revivals all around the country and in Washington, D.C., like right, I think it was right before the election, which is crazy. He's still doing that now. Like it's, he's amazing. Um, He's definitely been a huge role model, a huge role model to me, not only politically, but spiritually. And when you meet him, you just, 
you can automatically tell he has such a heart for the Lord. He's so genuine. He's so different. And I can tell you, there are so many amazing conservative leaders that I've met. And he's so different than all of them because he truly, truly puts God first. And you know exactly where his heart is when you meet him. But um, it was really great. I got to eat dinner with him the night before I interviewed him. And that's where I, I asked him, I was like, hey, Mr. Sean, can we do an interview tomorrow? <laughs> and he was like, of course, we can do an interview. So we did that at the Freedom House Church. And it was really, really fun. But um, what he really shared with me was that, you know, you and me, like our generations and everything, we need to start putting God first in everything that we do. Because conservatism, when we talk about conservatism, we're not just talking about electing Republicans into office. Like, what are we actually conserving? That's what we need to be more focused on. And that's preserving our Judeo-Christian values, our morals, our family values here in America. And Mr. Sean definitely puts an emphasis on that. And I love that. And that's one of the, the biggest things that I've taken away from him. I like the fact that you asked, you know, the question, what are we conserving? Because I think right now here in America, you know, a lot of these issues, sometimes I wish politics would get out of the way. It shouldn't even be about a Republican issue. This shouldn't even be a Democrat issue. It should be an American issue. What exactly. is what is to the betterment of the American people? How do we protect the rights and liberties of the American people? Shouldn't it be how do we protect Republicans? How do we protect Democrats? No, we're all Americans. And exactly. so I like the fact of posing the question of what are we conserving? So looking at our generation, because I'm a millennial, you're Gen Z, which is exciting, the fact that you're up and coming. Um, what do you believe needs to be conserved in order for America to thrive and have better days ahead of her? Above everything, our religious liberty. Because America did not create religious liberty, but religious liberty created America. We need to get back to the basis of why our country was founded, and that is exactly how we're going to continue to preserve freedom moving forward. That's such a good answer. Um that leads me into this next question, because speaking of religious liberty, speaking of faith, um, a recent report came out that Christianity has actually declined in America. And according to Fox News report last week in 1944 and the 1950s, when people were asked if they believed in God, 98% said yes. But as of today, um, according to this poll, it's now down to 81%. And when the Gallup poll broke it down even further, uh, they said that the ones most likely to not believe in God are liberals at 62%, Democrats at 72%, and young Americans at 68%. And the ones who are more likely to believe in God are conservatives at 94% and Republicans 92%. When I looked at the statistics, that was just really unfortunate, honestly. And I think it's because we're seeing in religion a lot of politics starting to seep through um, our churches. Um, and it can be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, and looking at these numbers, I share these statistics just to show that the stark contrast in believing God among the political platforms. So my question to you is, are you concerned with our generation not believing in God? And do you see that there could be a potential turnaround of our generation believing in God? I mean, absolutely. That is, honestly, I, I read about that poll the other day, and that's the most devastating news that we could hear. Because when we look at, like, how are we going to get America back to the place we want it to be, that's not going to be through politics. It's going to be through God. 
if you put God first, everything else comes after. And it's just like, it's very, very confusing to me um, how, how we've just all of a sudden like come so far away from God. You know, I think that moving forward, there is opportunity. There is an opportunity for revival here in America. There is an opportunity for spiritual awakening to take place here in America. But the thing is, God has to use us. We are the opportunity. And if we're not willing to be used by God, then I don't think that our nation will progress in a positive direction. But if we say, hey, God, use us, I definitely think that we are going to see some amazing changes start to take place. And we already are. I mean, think about like like what you said, Sean Foyt and the Let Us Worship movement. Like we're already seeing so many amazing things take place. We're just going to have to be open and willing to God and just say, Lord, you know, use us. Help us bring revival to our nation because he will make it happen. That's so good. You know, it reminds me of scripture when you were saying that, where the Bible talks about how we're to be the hands and feet of Jesus, right? We are the vessels here on earth, and we're, to, we're called to be ambassadors of Christ. And so we're to represent His kingdom, heaven, here on earth. And so that is such a great point that if we want to be able to start seeing a turnaround in America, then we need to be open to what God is doing and God's ways and what He wants to do here on earth. Um, which leads me into my next question. You know, we're starting to see here in America um, so much happening, right? Like just a lot from the national security standpoint, from the global scale, um, from what we're seeing with our enemies of Russia, China, Iran, all of that, um, to what's going on domestically, particularly the increase of inflation. So reports indicate that our inflation is at 8.6%, contrary to what President Biden says, um, according to the Associated Press last weekend, fuel has increased 49.5%, groceries have jumped 12%, rent has jumped 5.5%, and so on. So Americans are feeling this economic pressure. And the question is going to be, when are we going to feel that relief, right? Just because it seems like this is growing and growing and growing. So do you think our generation understands what is going on economically? And do you think our generation is feeling the inflation crisis that we are in right now? I don't know that our generation, the younger generation, really does recognize exactly why what's going on is going on, but they're definitely feeling the effects of it. Because let me tell you, there are so many 16-year-olds that I know that are just starting to drive and everything. And they always tell me, you know, politics aren't my thing. It's good you're doing what you're doing. I don't care about politics. But then they're like, gas prices are so high. I miss Trump. And so <laughs> you start realizing, okay, maybe this is actually helping um, them kind of connect the dots that, hey, politics do matter. And you are going to like suffer the consequences of who you elect to lead our country. Like, I think it's actually maybe, I mean, obviously it's horrible, but I think in a, in a way, this may be like an eye opening moment for a lot of Americans. Do you think that our generation? really understands the value of freedom. Because when we look online, we look on social media, we look at, you know, AOC um, and the following that she has, it seems like millennials and Gen Z are swinging really more towards the progressive communistic ideology. At the same time, you look at people like Charlie Kirk with Turning Point USA, who is leaving more towards trying to conserve family values and American values. So do you see whether or not our generation 
understands the value and importance of freedom? Are you concerned of the direction that our generation is headed? You know, Miss Ashley, what's kind of funny to me is that my generation seems to value so many different things that are protected by freedom, but they don't seem to value freedom in and of itself. And maybe when they start losing a little bit of their freedom, like I did, they'll start to value it more. I don't know. I think it's really, really sad that we've come to this point in American history where we no longer value the freedom that we have here. But like Ronald Reagan said, this is the last stand. If we lose freedom here, we don't have it anywhere else. To anybody in my generation who may be like, you know, kind of progressive, left-leaning, or they want to full out live in a socialist country, there are plenty of options for them. They can go ahead and leave. But freedom here is invaluable. There's nothing else like it anywhere on earth. And we definitely need to start like recognizing the importance of freedom. And maybe that's going to take losing a little bit of it for them to recognize, unfortunately. Do you think that... um Pertaining to potentially losing freedom, I had heard someone say that if we don't know our rights, then we can't exercise our rights. And then if we don't exercise our rights, it will then be easy to lose our rights. So um, I am an academy fellow at the Heritage Foundation, so I get pocketbook constitutions. And of course, I like to pass those out to anyone I come in contact with and tell them, know your rights, you know, know the constitution. Do you think that um, millennials and Gen Z understand the importance of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence? I mean, you seem to really know your rights, but do you think that's the norm? I really wish that it was the norm. I really do. Like, I wish that so much, but I really don't think it is. And I really, I really don't think that enough teenagers take the time to actually recognize what our freedoms are and what our rights are. It isn't that important to them. They, they think it's something that we'll always have. But what they don't realize is if we don't protect it, then we're going to lose it. And like you said, if we don't know our rights, then how are we even supposed to know if we're losing our rights? We have to be informed. And, and I don't think we are. What, how do you recommend that millennials and Gen Z be informed? Definitely. It's definitely going to have to be their own decision because like if someone would have forced me to like read up on politics and get involved in like even the most basic thing, like know my rights, I probably wouldn't have done it. It was my own decision. I was like, I want to know my freedom. I'm going to make that decision for myself to know my freedom and know my rights because I don't want to lose my liberty. So I think it is going to definitely have to be like an individual decision for a lot of them. But there are so many great organizations that are really reaching out there and kind of prompting people to start knowing their freedom and knowing their rights. Like you said, what Mr. Charlie Kirk is doing, amazing with Turning Point, Heritage Foundation, um, Young Young Americans for Freedom, Young Americans for Liberty. Like there are so many incredible organizations that are getting out there and even through this, through social media, they're definitely reaching more people and kind of helping them get informed. So it's definitely, we're definitely looking, um, we're definitely looking more positive in regards to like reaching more people. I definitely think that Turning Point is doing a phenomenal job of that. You have met various leaders and activists through your show. You've had amazing guests on your program. And I know that you've met quite a bit of influential leaders here Um, that are in more of your pro-America circles. Um, What is something that you can share with those who may be listening in terms of advice? What is the best advice that you were given from one of these leaders or activists that you can share with us? That's really tough. I've met with a lot of incredible people, and I'm so blessed that 
God has really opened up some doors. I'm still like so confused. I'm I'm just some 16 year old kid from Alabama who like wanted to, you know, start a little political show and try to do whatever I can to help save my freedom. So it's really crazy that I've gotten um, to meet so, so many of these people. But um, I met Kaylee McEnany last year. Um, I've met her a few times, but this was at the Young Women's Leadership Summit in Dallas, Texas. I think you said you're from Dallas. So it was um, last year there. Somehow or another, I got invited backstage to do like a VIP meet and greet with, with her and everything. And it was only like me and my friend Kellyanna. I think you've had her on your show. Mm-hmm. And um, Kelly McEnany and her family and her sisters. So, like it was so awesome. We were back there like just us. And I was talking to Kaylee. And I was like, what is your advice? You know, like, I want to be like you. You were like the killer White House press secretary for President Trump. I want to be like that. And and she told me, she said, you got to work hard. You got to pray harder. And if you put God first, everything will follow after. And that has been something that has really stuck with me and that I've tried to apply to everything that I've done. So if I could share one thing, that would probably be, be what I would share. That's amazing. I know Kaylee uh, just recently had released her book. And it's just amazing how it just appears. I've not had the opportunity to meet her, but from what I've seen when she was at Turning Point um, earlier this month for the Young Women's Leadership Summit, she just seems like she's very genuine, very humble. And you can tell that she lives out her faith. So I'm so glad that you shared that with those who are watching in terms of putting God first. I think that is something that is so needed right now here in our nation and everything that is going on. Um, and you know, regardless of what we do, right. Regardless of clubs that we're a part of, um, organizations that we align with, it's always putting God first and believing that God is using us for this time and season that we are in. Um, how, what makes you so passionate about your faith? I mean, I've seen you on Instagram. I know you always put God first, but why? Like, why Why do you do what you do? Honestly, uh, it's just been 100% a God thing. Um, he has totally taken away the spirit of fear from being inside of me. Like, I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm not afraid of anything. And that's not because of who I am, but that's because of who my God is. And so I just realized, you know, at the end of the day, what's important to me is my faith, my family, and my freedom. And those are the things I want to speak up about. So I do. And so I really hope that it encourages other young Americans to get involved and start speaking up about what matters to them, which I hope is faith, family, and freedom as well. That's so good. My other question for you is, you know, we all know, I mean, I've talked about this on, our, on my program about China. I've talked about Russia. I've talked about Iran. Mm-hmm. I've talked about communism. And all these threats that are facing our nation right now. And it can be so depressing at times. But at the end of the day, I always like to give people hope. Because, you know, we can talk about these issues. And obviously, I'm sure a lot of Americans can see what's going on. And they can certainly feel it right now. Um, But what message of hope would you share with our audience today? So this is kind of, I'm going to start this with a little bit, a little bit depressing. So I was crying the other day to my mom because like I had looked at the number of like how many abortions had taken place and, and just all these horrible things that were happening in our country. And it just depresses me. It feels like the whole weight of the world is on your shoulders. Cause you're like, I have to speak up. Nobody else is going to. And like you said, it can be so overwhelming and get so depressing. And I was just crying to my mom. I was like, this is just so much like, why, why aren't more people doing something? Like, don't people realize that everything is going wrong. And, and my mom was like, you know what, Caroline, 
breakthrough never tends to happen when everything is going well. Mm. And I really, that really, really stuck with me. And I was like, you're so right. Breakthrough doesn't tend to happen. Revival doesn't tend to break out when everything is going perfectly fine. Mm. Under President Trump, I was, I was not as fired up. I was just like, everything's going great. You know, it's great. We got President Trump in the White House. Um, but when my freedom started being attacked, I started valuing it. I started speaking up and that's what set me on fire. So I think that what I can say to all of you is that, you know, revival doesn't happen when everything is going well. Usually breakthrough doesn't happen when everything is going well. So that, that's, that's what I say. That is such sound advice and wisdom. That is so good because I've heard a pastor say, it reminds me, this one pastor, he said that oftentimes you know, a diamond shines brighter when it's up against a dark cloth. So there has to be darkness in order for us to shine brighter. And I think the same thing with America, right? So many people look at America as the city on a hill, the beacon of hope, the beacon of light. And right now, while there's a lot of darkness surrounding us, I just believe that we're going to be able to shine brighter and that America's best days are ahead of her. So my next question for you, and it's my last question I'll actually semi to the last question. Uh, can you provide us a call to action? I mean, I know our viewers would love to know what they can do to make a difference. Absolutely. I mean, above everything, pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, even if we don't like our leaders, because, hey, they are still running our country right now, as sad as that is. We need to pray for our leaders. Um, and we need to get involved on a local level. I'm a member of my county's Republican party. Like I know all the candidates and you'd be surprised like how many adults came to me and were like, who do I need to vote for? Like I had, I went and made a whole webpage just like for one election here, the primaries here to say like who I supported and why I supported them. So really guys, if you get involved at a local level, you really start realizing who these candidates are and not just who they say they are, but who they truly are as people. And you get to meet them and you get to look at their accomplishments and you get to ask them questions and citizens going and asking their, their leaders or the people that want to be their leaders questions. That's really where change starts to happen because you have like this connect to them and you realize, okay, you're serving me. How are you going to serve me? That's really good. And that's the thing too, that we've, we've talked about is that education. I mean, people have got to start educating themselves, get outside the group think and start doing their own research and get involved. And that's the way that we can protect freedom. Um, my last question is where can people find you? Okay. So I have a website. It's thepatriottalk.com. I have so many commentary videos on there, a lot of interviews and just a few articles that I've written for fun on there. So that's probably the best way to find me. I'm also on Instagram at Caroline the Patriot, but my stuff gets taken down a lot more on there. So it's probably better you go to the website first, but those are really my main two platforms right now. So yes, I'm so sad. I really wanted this to keep going. This has been so fun. Yes. Well, I'll definitely have you back. And so I want to thank you for taking time to come on the program because I have a feeling you'll be back on our program here soon so we can have more in-depth conversations. But I just want to thank you, Caroline, for taking time to join us today and sharing your input uh, on freedom and faith, which is just so refreshing to hear a 16-year-old be so passionate about that. Thank you so, so much, Miss Ashley. You have been a huge role model to me since the very beginning that I got into this. So I really appreciate this. This is honestly like a full circle moment. Um, thank you so much for having me on. 
Absolutely. My pleasure. We'll have you back. And I just want to first thank our sponsor, Vibrant Health MD, for making this episode possible. They have been so generous in supporting Freedom Talks, and we cannot do this without them. Vibrant Health MD is a health and wellness practice based in Plano, Texas, and they will help you discover a healthy life so you can live your best life. And let me tell you, their supplements are amazing. Um, so be sure to check them out at vibranthealthmd.com. That is vibranthealthmd.com. And I just want to thank you all for watching Freedom Talks today. I really hope that this episode here encourages you that there is a generation that is rising that truly loves America. And one of the things that I am so passionate about that I truly believe that as a millennial and then the older generation, we need to raise up the next generation to be leaders. We need to raise up the next generation to be ambassadors of freedom, so to speak. The days of of condemning this next generation, the days of speaking uh, ill of this next generation is, is over. We need to raise up this next generation to fight for our country, to understand their values, and to understand freedom. And so I am so encouraged by Caroline, and I hope that you are encouraged too. Let us look for opportunities to mentor this next generation. We need mentorship. We need to see people rise to the occasion to mentor this next generation so that they can protect freedom and national security. So I truly believe that together we will see America turn around. We will see better days ahead. And I just truly believe that together that we will see freedom ring. So let us stand for righteousness, speak truth, and protect freedom. Look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you and God bless. 